92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. disease remains the number one killer of women in America and it kills more women than breast and lung cancer combined. We always like to start our segments with Dr. Jackie off reminding everyone about this because it's really uh, very important to keep that word out there about what women go through regarding heart health. Dr. Jackie Jacqueline Obani is on a mission to prevent that statistic. She's a board-certified cardiologist and an electrophysiologist, and she practices in Orange County, California. She's also the author of the must-read book, Women, uh, and, and for men, too, I believe. It's Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. She's back on Big Blend Radio today to talk about the connection between diabetes and heart health, and it's really important. What I was reading in her book today about it, um, definitely eye-opening. Uh, she's one of our expert contributors for Big Blend, so if you go to blendradioandtv.com, you can go see her in our expert department, read her articles from there, and listen to past interviews. And the most important thing is to go get her book. Again, it's Women and Heart Disease. It's on Amazon, but you can also go directly to Dr. Jackie's website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. Dr. Jackie, how are you? I'm well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. You too. And, you know, we had uh, Crystal Bowersox, uh, an incredible musician and singer on the show. She was on American Idol. That's uh, where she really kind of hit the, the, the mainstream of people being aware of her amazing talent. Uh, but she's become mm-hmm. a spokesperson for diabetes, uh, especially for Diabetes 1, which is uh, something she's been dealing with her whole life. And, you know, she's, she's been a spokesperson for it and also has really changed her entire lifestyle on the show. She was talking about really being a very sober person. Um, it, no, that not as in the, <laughs> like, like being clean and sober. She's, she's cleaner than our five ounces a day of wine, let's put it that way. <laughs> and uh, she also has actually gone into a change of diet of being vegetarian. That's her latest thing is to be vegetarian and, and do a lot of exercise. Uh, that seems to be like... That is her lifestyle is to be really as clean as possible to maintain her health for her for her and her son. That's great. The good for her. I'm so glad to hear that. And I missed uh, the interview, but I'll listen to it uh, later. But absolutely, yeah. everything that you're mentioning that she's doing is what you have to do if you are diagnosed with diabetes. Okay, so diabetes, there's one and two. Can you explain a little bit about the difference between the two? Because in reading your book, um, actually the, the statistics were pretty alarming when I was reading it. Um, you were saying that in the book as of 2014, there was an estimated 387 million people, 387 wow. million people with diabetes around the world. Type 2 accounts for 90% of the cases. That's why I was kind of interested with Crystal being, you know, the diabetes 1, which is something we actually don't hear much about. So when you, people hear about diabetes, I think they always think of diabetes type 2, right? 
Right, right. So diabetes type 2 is the most common uh, form of diabetes out there, and it's, like you said, about 90, it represents about 90% of, of the diagnosis of diabetes uh, currently uh, that we have. But let me explain to you what diabetes really is. Um, mm. So typically all the organs in your body require glucose, which is a form of sugar, just the elemental form of sugar, in order to uh, receive the nutrients that it needs to function normally. The biggest organ in the body that really uses glucose uh, as an energy source is your brain, so it's very important. Now, you have an organ underneath your stomach um, called a pancreas, and and, and the pancreas Mm -hmm. produces this hormone called insulin. So what insulin does is it allows the organs to extract glucose from the bloodstream so that the you know the organs can utilize it for uh, utilize it as a source of energy so what diabetes is is either lack of insulin or insulin resistance so you have glucose in the blood and your organs are not able to take it you know, to to extract it from the blood, to use it as as a source of energy. And this high blood glucose just destroys all your organ system. Meanwhile, your organs are not getting the sufficient energy it needs. So you can think of glucose, or you can think of insulin as the key that the glucose Mm -hmm. needs to get into the cell. So if if glucose does not have this key to get into the cells, it doesn't. So all your organ systems Mm -hmm. suffer because they don't get energy, uh, the energy source that they need. And you have high sugars in your blood, and just having high blood sugars circulating through the blood system is is also a dangerous thing. It just destroys all of your organ systems. So that's diabetes in a nutshell. So you have two forms of diabetes. Uh, You have type 1 and type 2. Type 2 is the most common form of diabetes in this country, and it, it is genetic to a certain extent. People can have the genes for it, but you don't necessarily manifest diabetes um, type 2 unless you have risk factors like obesity, you know, physical inactivity. So in patients with type 2 diabetes, they do have insulin, but because of obesity and other risk factors, their body is resistant to insulin, so they need twice as much insulin to be able to extract the sugars from the blood. And, uh, and you know, because of obesity, they, they, they like that. Whereas type 1 patients don't have any insulin at all. For whatever reason, their pancreas has been destroyed either by an autoimmune process. That means the patient, uh, your, your immune system has gone in to destroy your pancreas for whatever reason. Uh, and so you have zero insulin. And when you have no insulin, then you have high blood sugars and the sugars cannot get into the organ system to... Um, uh, as a source of energy. So two types. Type 1 is not as common, um, but type mm. 2 is the most common because of, you know, risk factors. And, and like we always talk about, obesity is growing in this country. And as a result of, mm. of, 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 uh, of, of this increase in obesity we see, we see an increase in insulin resistance and therefore an increase in uh, type 2 diabetes. And that's the thing. In your book it was pretty scary. I was reading that, um, okay, so diabetes, between 2012 and 2014, there was uh, an estimation of 1.5 to 4.9 million deaths have occurred because of diabetes being part of that role of, of that, and that um, the number of people with diabetes expected to increase um, in, by 2035 is to increase by 592 billion. I mean, yes. are you? this is, this is crazy. So it's, this is crazy. the main huh? thing is, 
this is, I mean, this is if we go over our five ounces of wine a day. This is it's National <laughs> Cheese Day, Doctor Jackie. So this is dangerous. Right. And yesterday it is was dangerous. If, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> No, this was National but, Bubbly Day yesterday too. But it's, it's been a naughty really, weekend here. No, but it's <laughs> very interesting that everything that's marketed and heavily marketed, like when you go in the grocery store, when you're at the checkout stand, there lies the candies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes they put bottles right. of water there too. But you know, right. it's like everything that is really, really bad for you is heavily, heavily marketed. Yeah. It is. You know, it is, not, and it accounts. And that's why yeah. there's so much obesity and physical inactivity. I know you guys drink your five glasses of wine, and then you take a hike. You know, you have yeah. to exercise, and that really, really helps, you know, because there's some people who have the genes for diabetes and never manifested because they're in good physical condition. You oh, know, okay. So this shape could be genetic passed down. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to watch yeah. the genetics, yeah. too. Yes, wow. yes, it's genetically passed down, but you don't necessarily manifest it if you're living a clean and healthy lifestyle. So lifestyle Jackie, choices are important. Uh huh. I was going to say that's the thing. We, you know, we, we on the shows we always joke about, oh, it's National Cheese Day. The other day it was National Donut Day, and I haven't had a was donut. It? I don't. I can't remember having a donut when the last time. I think it's got to be at least. I'm going to stretch out to probably ten National years. Donut Day. There's a National yeah, and Donut think, Day, really? Yeah, and today's National Cheese Day. Well, Yesterday gosh, was Bubbly Day. I wonder, I wonder who thought it up. So, so, okay, so Friday, it was, you know, I knew that June was our, our big blend anniversary and we're celebrating 20 years, but with the publishing oh, and right. things that, yeah, we're like, yay, we get, we get an extra five ounces. But, but so <laughs> I did the stupid thing of I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about donuts, so I, I bought us donuts. I have you to tell did. you, even thinking about them makes my teeth bend, and they sucked. They tasted just horrible. I don't well, know what good. it was. It just because your body isn't used to it, and exactly. so I'd rather have a, exactly. another five ounces. But I, this is like I know better. Like remember we were talking about the holiday season. I was like, yeah. I can hear all the stuff yeah. in the back of my head. I have you, Doctor Jackie, on my shoulder, mm-hmm. and well, I good. just said, Well, Doctor Jackie, it's it's our birthday. We get to have cake, and let's just at least have one donut. And I have to tell you, when you don't eat that kind yes. of stuff, and it wasn't exactly a decent donut anyway, it, <laughs> I just grabbed donuts from the grocery store because it was like, hey. And then I was like, that is the stupidest thing we've done. I have to tell you, I didn't enjoy. Did you Did you enjoy your donut, Nancy? No, in fact, you know, it made me feel sick. That's exactly how we I both felt. felt sick. Yeah, I don't know yeah. your body. Once you train it, it your does. body to be clean, it it knows better it than does. that kind you of know, thing. When you get, when you get rid of all that sugar from your diet and you go for, you know, a prolonged period of time without eating it, you don't miss it. And then when you try it, you realize, oh, this isn't, you know, it's not that good. But then if you continue to eat it, your body gets used to it again and you crave it. But you really can cut it out of your diet and just not crave it anymore, you know, when you stop mm. when you stop doing it. So, no, I did. I, I haven't had a donut in a long time. I can't believe there's a National Donut Day. And what are you supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, I know, but it's National day. Cheese Day today. But <laughs> we have to watch cheese, too, right? You told me that even my little goat cheese is in. We have yeah, to watch for that. Yeah. Well, cheese in moderation, of course. Everything is in moderation and not overly indulging uh, in cheese. Because I like right. cheese, too. And I can't imagine cutting that out of my diet 100%. But in moderation, mm-hmm. anything is okay. I find it interesting, you know, and, and um, maybe as a parent, um, p- 
people might want to take a look at the, the reward system, which works well. I mean, there's the if you if you misbehave, you're going to your room, and sometimes that's more of a reward than a punishment. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the idea of rewarding children with something that's bad for them. A cookie. Yeah. A cookie or a piece yeah. of cake or candy. You know, when you really stop and think of it, it's, when did that happen where... Um, yeah, sit yeah. down in front of the TV with a donut. Yeah. Well, oh, stop making yeah. a noise. That's just to shut you up. But yeah, but, yeah. but, but then we're doing two things. <laughs> but oh, is that what happened to you growing up? <laughs> no, no, no that reward, didn't happen. No, but the reward system, you know, um, yeah. you know, when I think about like Christmas and candy canes and yeah, all this yeah. great, this colorful candy that is really, really bad for you. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, it's very difficult to say, okay, guess what? You get a carrot. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I know. Getting a candy cane, you know, but if people stop to really think about it as you're rewarding your child, it's like, right. here, have a candy cane, and maybe someday right. you too will have diabetes. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I, I know. So, so, right, associating sugar with good yeah. behavior is is probably not a good thing psychologically to to put on your child. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's probably not a good thing. Maybe they can get a vegetable for being good. Carrots. Yeah, a piece they of broccoli. Of fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, okay, yeah. I'd draw the line at broccoli. But, but you no, know, <laughs> how it's prepared. She's not good at the green vegetables. I sneak them in there, Dr. Jackie. I sneak them in all the time. She doesn't, you know, it's like I just sneak them in there, and then when she's eating her salad, I watch her face. Did she pick that one up or not? Did she know that I crumbled broccoli in there? But, but this is the thing that I, I find very interesting about the diabetes part. I want to talk about some of the other things that happen because you're saying, like, it really affects your organs, your blood vessels, um, but it's genetic. But also what I want to know is, Okay, so say, you know, I get diabetes and then I mm -hmm. get pregnant. And maybe diabetes came from my lifestyle habits because I went over the five mm -hmm. ounces of wine, I ate the cheese and the cake, didn't walk, <laughs> watch TV. Mm -hmm. You know, so my mm -hmm. lifestyle habit made me get diabetes, mm -hmm. which is reversible at the beginning as far as I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I get pregnant now, can my child pick up diabetes from that and I start the genetic the cycle. Yeah, yeah, cuz you you have the gene wow. and you're predisposed. Yeah, your child has the gene as well. Uh but your child may not manifest diabetes if they lead a clean lifestyle. So, okay. yeah, so it's it's we we did we we recently discovered that type 2 diabetes is actually uh genetic. Um, because a lot of people don't manifest it if they're living, you know, a healthier lifestyle. But when you start, okay. you know, gain weight and, you know, then you can manifest it. But one thing I wanted oh, to good. mention was that diabetes is, you know, diabetes is a, a serious risk factor for heart attack in women. If you have mm -hmm. diabetes, your mortality rate, that is your death rate, is much higher in women than, you know, women that don't have diabetes. And also even comparing diabetes in women and men, it's diabetes appears to be more serious in women than it is in men. Women tend to have uh, poor quality of life as a result of their diabetes, and they tend to die at a higher rate than men with diabetes. Mm. So that's it's a very serious wow. uh, risk factor for, for diabetes and really should be taken seriously. We actually consider uh, diabetes to be a what we call a coronary uh, artery equivalent. That means 
if you have diabetes, your risk for heart disease is about the same as a person who's already had a heart attack. Because, you know, we know that if wow. you've had a heart attack once, wow. your risk for a heart attack increases. So if you have diabetes, you're already considered at the same risk level as somebody who's had a heart attack. So it's a very, very serious illness, and it really should be taken seriously. And the reason I stress this is because a lot of people are asymptomatic during the early course of the disease process. And so they don't get checked out, they don't take their medications, they eat whatever they want. But the complications start to happen after you've had diabetes for almost 10 years. And at that point, it's, it's, it's irreversible. And when you start getting your, needing your limbs chopped off uh, because of diabetes, or you go blind, or you need dialysis, Damn, at that Dr. point, Dr. Jackie, nothing. do you have to say that? <laughs> I don't want my fingers. I, I mean, I, got, I have to put it out there wow. and be as real as possible. Diabetes is nothing to play with. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you it's, so you have to be. I mean, of all the risk factors, this one is is really the worst one. Um, and again, it's 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 because people are asymptomatic for the you know for the most majority of of their of of having the disease process. They're asymptomatic, and then at ten years, everything starts. And at that point, there's really nothing much you can do. So how do you wow. know if you have diabetes, and when should you go and like have it checked up? I mean. Because do, do you, I mean, do you think everybody? I mean, the healthcare system is really up in in weirdo land right now, and um, I mean, so I'm I'm going to guess that the majority of America doesn't actually go get checkups. I'm just that's just a wild guess on my part, and maybe half maybe I'm wrong. I'd like to say that, but I have a feeling not. Yeah, you're probably right. People don't typically uh, go to get checked up uh, for diabetes, but. Um, we usually recommend, or my society, American College of Cardiology, recommends uh, screening should at least start at 40, age 45, unless you have other risk factors, like if you're obese, if you've had, if as a woman you've had a baby that's over nine pounds, or if you have high cholesterol, high, you know, a family history of um, heart disease, then you should get screened earlier. And it's usually just a blood test, a screening blood test. And if you ever go to your primary care doctor and you get blood work done and they tell you to fast, they most likely are also checking you for diabetes. But it never hurts to, to, to request to be to be screened for diabetes when you go in to see your primary care doctor. This is important, like what you're saying. And I, mm. I have a, a few friends who, and, and it's true, it actually happened, started happening in their 40s and 50s, mid-40s mm-hmm. and 50s, and they had diabetes. But they said that their doctor was like, you are at this point right now that you're going to experience it all unless you change your diet right now, and this is what you do. And they did, and they started exercising, and it actually reversed it. And yeah, it was really, and, and it's a process. And you started to, and you know, it was interesting watching them go through this process of what to eat and what you can't eat. And there are choices. And you know, I, I actually I look at the. I'm not saying everyone should be vegetarian. Everybody's body is different. But piling up more vegetables, just from all the interviews we've done over the years, it seems that every diet seems to be eat more vegetables, eat more vegetables, and eat more vegetables. It seems to be That's right. that we're not <laughs> eating enough veggies, like really, as a society. Absolutely. I completely agree Broccoli with that. Nancy. More vegetables, cut back on carbs a little bit. Um, but vegetables, vegetables, protein, that's all good for you. Absolutely. 
So, Dr. Jackie, I think vegetables oh, are good as long as they're raw. As soon as people start cooking and they suck. But there's a whole technique <laughs> to that, and that's why we have chefs come on our show to teach us that. Like Dr. Uh, Dr. J, we have uh, Chef Ivan Flowers who comes on, and Jeremy, uh, Sh- Jeremy Manley teaches everybody vegetable like, cookery. A that's good underrated. example is spinach. Cooked spinach sucks. No, it does. But if you have fresh spinach, spinach in a really salad, good. it's good. Yeah. And then if you throw a little bit of fresh spinach in like a, a soup, it's fine. But 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Cooking spinach. Oh, did I say omelet? I don't. I have a funny feeling, Dr. Jackie's going to go. Omelets are too high in cholesterol. Am I right? Uh-oh. Oh, the, the the yolk. You take the yolk out. If you eat the the egg whites, you're okay. 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 So there's a cholesterol yeah. thing. You can so have an egg white omelet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can try. So now, <laughs> when <laughs> my mouth is wide open, I do. Like, I I want to. I'm 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 so jumping up and down. I can't wait to tell Dr. Jackie what's going on now. Now you know how we oh, talk about me, our walk. Me. Very excited, very, very excited. Because she's okay. the inspiration yeah, for it. This is, this is all your fault, Dr. Jackie. Um, no, there's awesome. a few other people involved, too, some travel writers as well, and, mm-hmm. and just some of okay. the feedback we've had over the years of going to national parks and walking. And yeah. remember you wrote the article for our Spirit of America magazine about the benefit in going to national parks and walking yes. and, and physical activities. Yes. And 50, yeah. it's 150 minutes a week, everybody, is all we need. Yes, anyway, 150 minutes, that's all. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I have this thing about walking, Nancy, you know, that's our morning way to start the day is to watch the sunrise on a morning walk. And also paired up with the fact that people seem to think you have to be some big athlete to get outdoors like in, and go to a national park, that you have to climb a mountain, that you have to be able to carry a backpack. And, you know, yes, if you want to take your champagne with you, you do. <laughs> but anyhow, um, here's the deal. So we were, you know, we were like, let's do an article series, but it just didn't feel like we had to, we had to do more than that. And so mm-hmm. we've started an article series called One Hour Walks because nice. we just go out for one hour. And the walks, yes, there's going to be some where we do climb up crazy places, um, but the majority of them it's about just take a walk in your neighborhood to actually look at your neighborhood, put your cell phone away. So there's this um, – it's not just the physical activity that you talk about, but there's also this um, – mindfulness that comes from it because you talk yes. about the benefits of meditation the and meditation, being calm and right. breathing right. then there's also the right. joy you get if you go with someone and you actually have a conversation instead of texting Absolutely. through the message i mean through yes. the chat and then yeah. so this one hour walk that's what we're doing we do we started a video series called the 60 seconds of a one hour walk so people understand okay there's this time you go into like on travel like if you travel somewhere you go 
hey, it's a one-hour walk in a downtown destination or something like that. Maybe it's um, a park or it's your neighborhood. Yeah. So we started this, but we also started a Facebook group to get people mm-hmm. on board. It's like a challenge to take a minimum of a one-hour walk a week. So we're a little shy of your 150 minutes, but there's, you know, we're starting off slow. Um, just to get out and take a one-hour walk a week, and they post their photos. It's hashtag uh, one-hour walk, and it's spell out the word one. And we've had people from uh, England. Uh, we've had the Rio Grande of New Mexico. We've had, oh, my gosh, Oregon. We've, we've had San Juan Batista, California, Botswana. We've had all these places of, of one-hour walks happen so far. So That I thought is awesome. Proud of what us. is this hashtag? Tell me the hashtag, hashtag again. I'll have to join it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to add you. It's one hour walk, and your articles in there, and people were like, "Oh, this is proof and evidence that this works," and uh, it's cool. So it's a support oh group for all of us who need to get out there and, yeah. and move up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That this is wonderful. This is so wonderful. I'm so happy that uh, you've uh, started doing this and encouraging people to walk. That is wonderful. I'm definitely going to try to join this group. This is an, this is awesome. <laughs> and everyone, you can tweet us. Tweet us uh-huh. with your one-hour walks on Twitter, and we'll retweet them. I just, will. It's about starting a movement around the world, it not is. just this country. We want people. It's a way of seeing our countries, having a positive exactly. conversation. I mean, to me, this exactly. is better. And meditating and, uh, yeah. yeah, spending an hour to yourself or even, even if it's just having a friend with you or just, you know, doing something that's mindful and it's health, you know, it's heart healthy. Um, so, yes, absolutely. I think it's a wonderful idea. It's a wonderful idea. Cool. Now, Dr. Jackie, um, if you could take a one-hour walk with anybody in the world, who would it be that could be alive or passed on and where would it be? Where would it be? That's a question on all our radio shows. (laughs) (laughs) It would be with, um, I would say, who would it be? With my best friend Andrew, Uh and uh, and my best friend because we had we talk we have so much to talk about, and uh, you know I just feel just myself with him. I can just say just about anything, and it would be at at one of our national parks. Uh, Yeah, it would be probably I would say Arizona. Um, the Grand Canyon area. Yeah. And we would walk for an hour and talk about life and talk about just spirituality and our well-being and just enjoy the nature, you know, take in mm. the fresh air. Maybe in maybe early in the morning so we could watch the sunrise. That would be just magical. That would be absolutely it's magical. So much fun. Mm. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. And yeah. maybe a glass of it's wine a- at the end of the walk. <laughs> Five ounces. Well, <laughs> Hey, well, I'll tell you what, we had we went uh, on a hike into Madeira Canyon yesterday and was rocky and uphill, downhill, not major, but, man, the next thing you know, I was balancing over rocks to take photos, and my butt was in the air, and then a squirrel started barking at me. <laughs> so you never know what could happen on these. <laughs> he felt threatened. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, it's just really cool. And, by the way, you're now added to the group, so there we are. Cool. So okay. That's awesome. We've awesome. got our Dr. Jackie in the house. We're excited about this because it just we felt like we had to take action. It can't just be this is yeah, what you need to do. Let's do something positive. This is all exactly. to change our health together. Because, yeah, I have exactly. to tell you, since all of our walking, I have lost one spare tire. 
around my way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So maybe you'll never uh, manifest diabetes in your lifetime. Now that you've I'm lost hoping not. We're hoping not. I have to watch the champagne, though, because I do get excited about that. And we've had a naughty weekend as much as we've hiked. Uh, so now we're, you know, tomorrow we're going to get back onto a little bit more stricter regimen. But I wanted to go back to diabetes because there's the, you know, you talk about the exercise and the health and food part of it. Um, but one thing mm-hmm. I, I wanted to touch on, because you're saying it's so interconnected, like how our heart is, right? What mm-hmm. about, like, because you talk about blood sugar, and if your body is, if you've got diabetes, that means you've got that part where the, the obesity is in there. The, the, mm-hmm. Are you not taxing your body at this point where it's working harder to pump blood? So if, I mean, I don't I, I don't know if I'm making sense with this, but if you are not at your better weight and mm-hmm. you're not at your better health, right, isn't your mm-hmm. body working doubly hard? And wouldn't that start to put it into an alarm mode where, like you were saying, autoimmune with the pancreas, right, pancreas thing, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. it kind of start to put it into, like, alarm, alarm, we're not healthy? And then wouldn't it also spur some kind of blood pressure issue too because you're in this state of not being calm and, and healthy. Did that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I mean, they're all, <laughs> kind of look yeah, at the body as a whole. Yes, absolutely, you're right about that. It's, you know, with with physical inactivity um, and, you know, having a lot of fat cells in your body, you, again, like I talk about, uh, it makes your your body resistance to is insulin, and if you are resistant to insulin, your organ system cannot pick up the glucose from the blood that it needs for nourishment and to function properly. You know, all your organ systems, they need energy. They need food. That's why we eat food, but we're supposed to eat healthy food. But that fuels them with what they need to function, and if you gain weight, and you're not able to extract, you just kind of cause problems with your with your organ systems. They're stressed out, and they start breaking, using other fuel sources like breaking down your muscle mass, which is bad, and breaking down other sources to use as food because they're desperate for food, and that makes you feel sick. It gives, makes you feel lightheaded, dizzy, makes you hungry and thirsty, and so you're eating more and not because, you know, you're hungry, but because your organ system is craving what it needs and it can't get it from what you're eating. So it's just a, it's a cycle that just keeps going and going and going. So, yes, so not eating, not exercising, uh, eating poorly just makes your whole body stressed out, and uh, that's what predisposes you to death at an early age. I don't want I don't want my limbs okay. gone or to die. I know are I'm not women, ready. Are women um, more at risk because we have more organs? Are we harder <laughs> to handle? Women women are not per se at a higher risk of having diabetes, but women tend to have a poor outcome when they have diabetes than men, and it's not clear why. It's just something that has been observed. Um, mm. So it's not mm. because we have any more organs, but we suffer more when we have it than men. Oh. So maybe it's because, mm. so, I don't know this, but maybe it's because men get diagnosed early for whatever reason, but it, it's hard to say. But the, the studies have shown that women mm. just have a poor outcome and they die more frequently 
uh, um, and it's a, it's just a more serious illness in women than it is in men. Huh. Well, it's like with, so, with heart disease, women are at the top of the list here, but it's one of those silent killers that you don't even know you're having yeah. a heart attack. And that's something, yeah, okay, and, I always ask you on every show, how does a woman know if she's having a heart attack? Because I, I just, every time you come on, I want people to know, you know this. But that's because men are like Sanford and Son. They like, when they get sick, they wail about it. Women just shut up <laughs> and keep working. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's, you know, everyone always expects, you know, uh, uh, that men have heart attacks. So when men show up in the emergency room even complaining of chest pains, you know, everybody's thinking heart attack right away, and they do all the appropriate things right away. They get all the consults they need, and men get treated quickly, um, and so their outcomes are better. When women come in, uh, you know, a lot of times they show up later because they don't even think that they're having a heart attack. They they tend to have symptoms that are not classic um, for heart attack. About 50% of women will have chest pains with heart attack, but the other 50% don't. They have non-specific symptoms. So when when they get these symptoms, they don't even think that they're having a heart attack, so they don't even go to get medical care until mm-hmm. later. And by the time they show up in the emergency room and people don't suspect that they're having a heart attack, they they don't get treated till later, and therefore their outcomes are poorer uh, than That's men. That's because women are more complicated. Well, yeah, but, but can, that's can, why again, they didn't I, let us vote for so many years. <laughs> again, again, tell everybody how do you know if you're having a heart attack? What are some of the things we should watch so out for? Some yeah. So chest pain again is is the one is you know 50% of women have that. But um, the other non-specific signs would be for women nausea, vomiting, GI upset kind of symptoms, shortness of breath, fatigue, um, uh, and. Uh, you know, just not feeling well. A lot of times women just say, mm-hmm. I just can't articulate it, but I just don't feel well. So sometimes it's difficult to know that you're having a heart attack, but I always tell my female patients, one, you should know your risk factors for having having heart disease. And in my book, I have a list of mm-hmm. of the risk factors, which you guys all know about, physical inactivity, diabetes, hypertension, and all those. So if you have multiple risk factors for heart disease and you're having one, two to three of these nonspecific signs and symptoms, it's much better for you to get go, go and seek medical care ASAP uh, than to just ignore it and keep going. Because so, it's better to be told you're not having a heart attack and, you know, be discharged from the your doctor's office or the emergency room than to be told, you've had a heart attack a week ago. Why are you just coming in right now, you know, and then have yeah. a, a poor outcome mm-hmm. as a result of that? So, one, knowing your risk factors is very important. Two, knowing some of these mm-hmm. non-specific, non-specific uh, signs and symptoms. So if you're having multiple of these symptoms, and you know that you're at high risk for heart attack, you should, you should get checked out ASAP for these symptoms. And and this is this is what I love about your book and everyone, women and heart disease, the real story. Um, number one, you give examples. You tell people stories, and so we can identify. And it doesn't. It's it's under. It's relatable. We can understand what you're saying because a lot of times it's like, okay, here's all these big words, and uh, I have a problem with big words. <laughs> anyway, so. So, no, but it's true. It's like, you know, when, and that's the thing. Like when someone says, no, let me show you how this computer program works, we all go, oh, oh God, no. please don't make me do that. <laughs> and it's the same thing, I think, with health. We get into, there's a fear factor of, of knowledge, and, and that's the problem. Right. And um, you've made it so relatable that we can understand these stories and, and see ourselves in different ones and, and understand personalities. But I think what's great is 
you know, you talk about these risk factors and you bring in diabetes and you bring in all these different things that we've been talking about, hypertension and even, you know, hormones and all these different things that play into what happens to heart health. And it's something like what Nancy's always been saying on these shows of, of health, like if you're taking this medication over here, if you take this over here, you could be having a problem. They may not be working together. I think what's mm-hmm. really great is that you've put this com- comprehensive idea of understanding the heart, how everything affects the heart, how everything does. And so if you're sick over here with that, that's going to affect your heart here, and that's one of the biggest things we can look out for. But I also believe that the everything you talk about what we should do for our heart health mm-hmm. is that it's going to help us on all the different diseases we're looking at. So if we're watching obesity and we're watching about how much wine we have, I'm just I always giggle about that. But more women are drinking more and more than men these days. So yeah. um, there's this new yeah. thing of, for that. Yeah, you know, there seems to be like, hey, we can chug this down over here, but it's and, and so right. that's why I bring it up. But um, right. it seems that if we eat and and do the ex- activities that you say to do the, you know, 150 minutes a week of exercise and, a- and physical activity, that that will help our bodies regarding yeah. diabetes, even cancer. I mean, because women are getting exactly. breast cancer. One of the top things is from drinking too much booze. That's a reality. Right, exactly. exactly. So I think what you're saying is you're like full, like it's like comprehensive everything, man. Yeah, you look after yeah, your heart, absolutely. You're looking after everything. Yeah. You're looking out for everything, cool. exactly. Uh, most things have the same kind of risk factors. Physical inactivity overall is bad. You know, eating unhealthy is bad. So if you can, you know, eat well and uh, exercise and uh, maintain a, a healthy weight, it's not only good for your heart, it's good for most of your organ systems and uh, helps prevent a whole lot of other diseases as well. So, yes, it's right all on. related. It's all related. And people seem to have the same, you know, questions, Um about, you know, the heart, and so putting this book together and using examples is a way of just me being able to teach people about about heart disease and just sort of hear this perspective of other patients and how they come into the doctor and the questions that they have about their illnesses, which you probably have too but have never asked a, a doctor about it, so you can relate to these people because you probably have the same questions and never asked anybody about it. So, mm-hmm. And sometimes that, you don't that, know that what to ask. You don't exactly. know what to ask. It is. You don't know it what is. to like, ask until somebody else asks it, and you realize, you right. know, I was always wondering that, and, and I'm glad that you asked that question. So it's a way for all yeah. of us to learn together um, about heart right disease. So, well, you yeah. rock, Dr. Jackie, but you gotta you got to give us your champagne toast before you go because what, what, what's it? What, what's, <laughs> do you drink champagne or is it always red wine? I mean, look at her five ounces. <laughs> I drink champagne. Or is it a pinot you know? <laughs> Yeah, on occasion I do drink champagne. Um, So, yeah, so I would say this is a toast to uh, one hour walking because I'm going to start, I'm going to try, I'm going to join your one hour walking uh, group um, and incorporate more physical activity to my life. So, here's to one hour walk. Right on. Cool. We, we expect uh, your one-hour walk photos from South Africa. That's what we want for your last trip. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, yes. And you're already at it in there. So you're you're in there, and I can't wait. I, I think it's so exciting. And uh, to me, it's like a one-hour walk. To me, it's about attention to detail at the end of the day. Yes. Because yes, uh, this, when we have we don't have attention to detail, that's where things sneak up. You know, that's where your bills pile up that you didn't know you were spending money on. 
that's you know yeah. so there's a stress level and we I mean it, it goes all the way to politics and I don't want to bring that up it's, it's champion <laughs> attention well, you don't to want us to start fighting that's this morning away. <laughs> yeah I know well, well we won't get into the medical system either or healthcare but of that but anyhow. but the the best healthcare you can do is to take care of yourself at the end it's of the day yeah. that, that's the Absolutely. most important thing so appreciate your time and your book Dr. Jackie always so much fun having you on the show again uh, everyone Dr. Jackie's book is Women and Heart Disease, The Real Story. Of course, you can get on Amazon, but you can go to our website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. And also, if you go to blendradioandtv.com, look in our expert department, and you'll be able to click on Dr. Jackie. And it's, everyone, is uh, Dr. Jacqueline Ibani, uh, E-U-B-A-N-Y. So I always call her Dr. Jackie, but uh, you need her last name so you can find her book. Uh, but thank you again, and listen, have a great rest of your Sunday. You too. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you ladies. So you guys enjoy Next your time Sunday. We'll be on a one-hour walk. <laughs> okay, take yes, care. Yes, we'll be on a one-hour walk. All right, you take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.